Hi guys and welcome back to the Society of Love channel and today I have guest star Adam Connell. What up? Why you always gotta put my last name? Uh, because I have to. Your fans are gonna stalk me or something. Probably. Conspiracy theories! So, as of right now, I asked him what his opinion on Society of Love is today. And as of right now, I created a list of what he said. And we're going to talk about that list. And it is pretty long. So, you better get buckled in and you better get ready to listen. So, you're getting a full course meal today. Not from you. I hope not. Grown thick and juicy, just like Roxy Andrews. <laughs> Bite into me, bitch. It'll be just like a peach. Squirt. Ew. <laughs> okay, but what do you think your opinion on society of love is? <clears throat> I don't know. It's like, it's a love-hate relationship. Like, like I said in the pre-recording, um, it's, it's not for everyone. Like, it is just so open and versatile and just, you know, whatever people make it, and that isn't for some some people. Like, some people are not about that. They want, like, this stereotypical, you know, summer of love, 50s type shit. And, you know, that's perfectly okay, but it isn't for everyone. And, yeah, when you think of this generation, you think typically hookup culture. Which, yeah, that's a thing for a lot of people. But look at all of the people that are in our generation that are together and have been for a while. Like, it's possible in our generation. It's just finding that other half that wants the same as you. Like, some people stumble across treasure with a month of looking. Some people take a couple of years. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. So How if you are comparing love to treasure hunting, like pirates? It's, it's the exact same. It's just the luck of the draw when you find it. Well, sometimes yeah, but... there's a formula to it or a map to it, and sometimes there isn't. You just got to go out blind and trust your gut. But honestly, I think that the only reason why everybody believes that it's such a hookup culture nowadays is because of the fact that that's basically the only thing that's posted on social media. Well, our generation is hookup culture, but it isn't everything. Well, no, there's like other loves out there, like people love shrimp and other people hate shrimp i don't know a weird scenario but yeah some people like coke some people like pepsi some people just like different things and that's okay like i can disagree with the way that people love but like who the hell am i to judge like do you boo if you happy and you getting all the feels you you looking for cool like well yeah because... go for it but if someone's gonna do it and then bitch about getting hurt or something that's where i have an issue like no girl you did it to yourself but that's a whole nother story well that's only because of the fact that people when they put themselves out there they don't really know what they want amen they really don't know what they want but um <clears throat> like i said before i did take notes on that pre-recording that we did and you mentioned the multi-life belief that not everyone will find love in their life and it's not Oh, exactly yeah. Yeah, I because believe. I honestly don't really understand that. Okay, it's kind of weird. A lot of my thoughts are super weird and intricate. So I believe that everyone has different lives. 
Um, you know, sometimes your spirit is dormant and, you know, you have a couple hundred years, or even sometimes a couple thousand years between lives. But every matter, our energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It is just, it's form transforms. So you cannot disappear. What makes you, you, your, your soul, your spirit cannot disappear. Or else that matter and that energy is destroyed. And according to science, that doesn't happen. It's never nothingness. There's always something. So I believe that people have multiple lives. And uh, you are destined to be with one soul. There is one soul that on the other side, they are with you. Like y'all connected at the hip. And sometimes you meet them in your lives. Sometimes you don't. And that's something that a lot of people need to understand is that sometimes you're not meant to run into your soulmate in this life. Like everything happens for a reason. And if you guys are soulmates, a lot of people think that, oh, that's my soulmate. So I'm supposed to meet them. No, boo-boo. You have many more lives to come. Like, yeah, that's honestly what people like kind of confuse because of the fact that when they say, oh, well, like, I believe that they're my soulmate and then turn around and get hurt by them because that wasn't their mm. actual soulmate. That's because they were never taught how to tell the difference between permanent friends and seasonal friends. Just like Medea said, it's like a tree. Some friends are branches, some friends are leaves. And that is perfectly okay because that's the way it's supposed to be. People come and go in your lives for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. You just need to figure it out. Like some people are meant to come into your life and show you things that you need to avoid. Things that you need to steer clear of. And some people are brought into your life to teach you things that you need to know. <laughs> wonder who's told you that <laughs> but yeah people just are not taught how to tell the difference like at all and I think that's where it falls short yeah but it's just like with me I don't know I would rather change the minds of that kind of situations where people think like oh well you know, like, I will find love in my life, and if not, like, I'll kill myself, or, like, saying that they've had their soulmate, and they hurt them, and, like, I want to clarify that when it comes to a soulmate, if you know... Oh, no, there is no know. If that is your soulmate, you will know, undoubtedly, and, uh, oh, you weren't, you weren't at mom's this morning. Mom was talking to Addy, and she told him that relationships are never going to always be 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30, sometimes it's 100% and 0%. Like, people can't always give. And that's one thing that people are failing to understand nowadays. And also with um, soulmates, it's not just about, like, another sexual partner. It could be your best friend. It could be your parents, your sibling. It could be any one of those. It's not just, like, like the soulmate of... A person that you love like that you're sexually attracted to yeah i i it ties into the multi-life thing like i made it seem like you only have one soulmate which is untrue like you're gonna come in contact with a lot of souls that you connect with and you're gonna end up with them again in the next life or you know some other life there's it's all like a uh, like a pyramid 
there's different levels to it all. Like you have a soulmate that's supposed to always be your friend. You have a soulmate that's going to be your partner. You're going to, you know, there's different soulmates that you're going to have. And the word mate kind of makes it sound, you know, like it's supposed to be intimate, but like, let's act like we're British for a minute. And mate's just friend, someone that means something to you. Yeah, but personally for me, if I had the chance, I would want to change people's minds about, like, if they're in a certain situation in a relationship that I would hopefully convince them that if they have more red flags than green flags in a relationship, then they should automatically know that some red flags are more serious than the others, but other red flags can be mistaken as um like um what's the word like when you're I don't know, you haven't told mad, me. like when you are a pet peeve that's what it's called like when people have red flags in a relationship sometimes they're more pet peeves and sometimes they are serious red flags that need to be taken care of or be removed completely and so people need to understand that it's more of and even with soulmates that can happen they could be the complete opposite the complete opposite of you but there's something about them that you are just so attracted to that you cannot focus on anything else yeah but to go back to your whole change in the mind you can't change other people's minds that is completely up to that person like, you can state how you feel and what you think, but ultimately it is their choice. Well, and yeah, but you, you can to... feel one way about someone's situation, but they probably feel a different. Yeah, but you need to push people in certain situations and push them towards what you think would be best for them. And sometimes they would say no, like previous people in the past. But, but don't you try to at me, bitch. Yes, I'm still going to at you. It's one of our... <laughs> friends but that I was talking about but uh, some you shady times sometimes when you are in a relationship with another person you need to realize that yes what you said it's their it's whether or not they take your advice at the end of the day or not but sometimes you yourself even give them a serious nudge or like a serious push over the damn cliff to understand that what you're trying to do is help them for the better and get and remove them from that negative situation that'll hurt them in the long run. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You can only give someone so much and only you can only do so much for someone until it's like they have to do it. Like, like I told you, I can only do so much, but I can't do it for you. Like, in order for your help to not go in vain, they must first want the help. Because if they don't want the help, it isn't going to work. That's like making an addict go to rehab when yeah, they aren't ready to that's quit. That's like, if, you're, if the person you're trying to help is not willing to um, help themselves in any way, then that right there should tell you that if you can try to convince them to like to allow you to help them then you should go and push towards it but if it gets to the point where you try to help them as much as you can and you give them every 
trick in the book that you have and they still say no, then you have to cut them out of your life sooner or later. Well, you also have to remember that draws back to being able to tell the difference between people. It's treason. Yeah, not always are people going to be brought into your life for... Not everyone is going to be brought into your life for them to teach you something. Sometimes they're brought into your life for you to teach them something. And I don't know about you, but if I'm meant to teach someone something, I'm going to work with them until they learn it. Well, yeah, that's why I'm here, because I want people to understand that the whole reason for this podcast is to help people. And to you, make sure that they can understand what a good relationship feels like. Because, honestly, people really do think that because of their past loves and they get hurt or burned, whatever, and they just don't want to try it again. And personally, for me, I was there, but I had to pull myself out. I yeah. feel hard that they had to. And it sucked, but yeah. I just want other people to understand that when you think about love... You can't just think of it as, okay, well, I've already had it in my life and it's just all negative. Like, maybe go for a completely different person than you went to before. Because yeah. if you keep getting in a relationship that can hurt you, change it. Do something the complete opposite that you hate even. But they won't make a change until they see an issue. You can only tell someone what you see as an outsider and it's up to them to take it or leave it. Yeah, but I just hope that I'm more of an influence towards understanding what people need and that when it comes to being in a relationship and any kind of relationship, there are certain situations where if it's, if it's hurting you that bad, you need to cut them out of your life. Yeah, but that's up to that person to say when enough is enough. Well, yeah, but even exactly. you and your personal experience, you, and <laughs> yes, I'm referring back to this particular friend that we have, that I have repeatedly told you that he is just going to be a waste of time and that he's not going to do the things that would be better for him. Well, see, right there, I disagree because like... Our grandparents, like our generation's grandparents will say, back in our day, we didn't throw things away. We fixed it. No matter how long it took, we didn't just throw it away. It was fixed. And sometimes people are brought to others for that reason, is to help fix themselves. Like I said, someone can only do so much and you have to be willing to help yourself, but they'll be put there to provide what they can like so you're willing to put all of your effort or at least as much as you can into a person who really doesn't want to be helped and like you said yourself you can only help them so much but if they revert back to the old ways that were negative and that you honestly don't want to be around and other people have told you specifically that the way that this person acts is giving off very negative vibes and everybody else doesn't want to be that around that person except for you and yeah like even though that you're not willing to give up for that person you're taking every chance you can to jab 
I mean, not every You're chance because yes, I, you are you shady bitch. No, if I had every Johnny chance to, then I would have my entire list just referencing that person. Like I said, it's it's ultimately up to the people involved to be able to decide when is en- when enough is enough. Yeah, and your friends have may have told you that the person is just too much, but. And those they, people don't need to be friends with that person. They're friends with you, not that other person. That's something that people got to realize. Well, yeah, but it gets to the point where all of your friends don't like that person. And that's fine. Until uh, that person is influencing those involved in a negative way and making their behaviors change, surely from their negativity and their, their motives and such, it's no one else's business. Not my monkey, not my zoo. You do not worry about other people's situation. You can put your input and provide your um, opinion, but it still comes back to not my monkey, not my zoo. Like. <laughs> you so not me your this. monkey, not your zoo. Not my monkey is not my zoo. So just stay the fuck out of my damn business then. Pretty much, unless it directly involves you or you feel it necessary to share your opinion or get involved, just mind your own. Okay, but then let's put this in another um, scenario then. If you are married to a person that everybody else, even your parents, who you know for a fact that like when you bring your friends over to meet your parents, Like, for me especially, she's even told me that with other friends that you have brought around, she truly believes that they are not good for you. But she was accepting of me. Well, obviously. But (laughs) even if you marry a person that you truly think that you love and that you want to be in a relationship with and that you want to keep fighting no matter the consequences, no matter what, but even your everybody around you, your parents, your best friends, People that have known you for so long. Let me ask you this. Who would be the one to marry that person? That has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with it. My parents, like, if we're going to put me in the situation, my parents didn't marry this person. My friends didn't marry this person. No, Nobody else married this person except for me, so that is my motherfucking business. Like, if others don't like it, Sorry about your luck. I'll do what I can to keep y'all separate. But I'm not going to ever be put in the situation to choose. People don't get to make me choose my friends or in this scenario, my fiance, my husband, whatever. That's completely up to me. If I choose two people, I choose two people. It's whether they want to choose me or, you know, it depends on their choice. But my choice is going to be my choice. Okay, but what if you guys get married and then realize that that the person that you married hurt either emotionally or physically the people that you love the most? Say that again. So the person that you married, if they were to either physically or mentally hurt one of the people that you love other than your husband, what would you do then? Because then you would have thought... You just said if my husband hurt... Those I love, emotionally or physically, including my husband. What? (laughs) He's a dumb bitch. I'm sorry. No, I have selective hearing. There's a difference. So, 
let's say you're an abusive relationship, like your husband is an abusive partner and you had no idea about it, but everybody else who, but because he never abused you, you never saw that because he kept it hidden and he made sure that he didn't abuse anybody that you love because he wanted to make sure that he could get you, that he can have you. And everybody else noticed that that person was extremely bad for you. And then once you guys got married, he started abusing you. I'm not and then right abusing there, other people around you first. It all is up to that person to pick up on the red flags. People think they but, slip, no, but, but the there's whole, always a way to tell that someone's got alternative motives. But there's work. a whole reason as to why I brought that up because of the fact that what if you took that advice from the people around you who everybody said that they didn't like that person? Well, whether they like them or not is irrelevant. If someone saw that someone was abusive, then that's up to them to say something. If someone came, like, if we're going to still keep me in this scenario, if someone came to me and told me, yo, like, this person's abusive, you bet your skinny ass I would pay attention and look for the red flags because if someone else sees it, obviously something gave it up. But like I said, what if they didn't abuse the people that you love or you specifically because they wanted to well get then i you. wouldn't know it was happening but like everybody else said around you that they either did not like this person because of their attitude or they just got a negative vibe from them like it's completely after you get married to then pick up the red flags then you would have thought to yourself oh my god i would have saved my time and i would have never gotten it i would never get a divorce you know because you know, what if you just wanted to be, like, in one final marriage? Well, sometimes what you want and what you get are two separate things. I'm not going to try to victim shame because people that get abused, it is not their fault. They didn't choose that. They didn't know. Well, of course it's not That's why I say it is up to them to pick up on the red flags. If someone came to me and told me, like, yo, this man's abusive... I would be asking questions. I would start doing the research. I would start looking into it. And I would watch for the red flags and watch for what gives it away. Not everyone knows, but people need to learn. Like, do research on narcissists and, you know, stuff like that. Abusers and how to tell, like, red flags. And well, yeah, but the There's thing is, information is that... out there and people need to educate themselves on it. Like, if it's a red flag, you know it's a red flag. But a lot of people think, oh, no, maybe I'm just overreacting. And that's where a lot of people get caught. Like, people that get abused do notice it. They just do. Like, oh, you know, that's my husband. Like, he's just mad right now. It's totally fine. And that's what causes people to allow themselves to be abused. Yeah, and I saw a post on Facebook earlier today stating the fact that... God, we're going off on a tangent. 30% <laughs> of women who are abused or even go as far as sexually raped sexually and, raped <laughs> sexually abused whatever raped there you go um 30 percent of them like okay so on average when it comes to P uh, ptsd even with uh military soldiers who have ptsd 30 percent of people who have ps uh ptsd are from women who were abused well, yeah, that shit's traumatizing. And even, like, and I'm not, and I'm definitely not excluding the men, because men can, sometimes they can be just as 
abused as women can be. And honestly, not a whole lot of people see that. They really just think that, oh, well, you know, man, men are tough. That's a whole different. That's a whole. I different, know that's a whole different thing. We should do another podcast like, on abuses, but we need to get back to the like the gig. No, but it's just like turning around and getting back to my main point is the fact that when what if people told you that being in that relationship would have caused a lot more issues. It is up to that person to find the well, right Yeah, but the thing is, is that attention. they are blinded until they see proof that... It's a uh, sad situation to unfold, most definitely, but you can't make choices for other people. You can only do so much, but it is ultimately their call to say, yeah, no, we're done. And people aren't going to do that until they have concrete evidence. And sad to say, sometimes... It, it can get to being too late before people catch it. It's just up to those people to educate themselves. That way they catch it before it gets too far. Then let's go back to the beginning then. In order to be in a relationship, to have a a lifetime partner that you hoped and wished that you would have, and to get married eventually, how would you put yourself out there? Like, be on dating apps? Would you walk around in a mall and just go up to random people? Girl, you're from me. I don't like people. The hell? <laughs> no, like, if if we're going to talk about, like, how to put yourself out there, online is a really good place to start. Yeah, like, like, that allows you, a lot of people to see. No, it. but for you, you like to be putting yourself out there because you don't like to interact with people in public. That's oh, why yeah, no. you go to online I have apps. such bad social anxiety and I have such a crippling fear of rejection because it's all I've ever gotten in my life. Like, if people try to tell me I don't know about feelings and being rejected or love or anything like that, I, I just laugh at them. Because, like I said, I have a crippling fear of rejection. Like I said, it's because it's all I've ever gotten. Well, yeah, Whereas, because with me, if a man smiles at me, I immediately look down and I don't look Same. At See, I do that too. Like, anytime it's happened in public, I have never actually been flirted with. So when and if it happens, I'm just like, is this, bitch, is this you, flirting? Bitch, you have had your moments when people... The Panda Express. You. Remember <laughs> oh that God. guy that uh, was flirting with me, obviously, and I didn't pick up on it? Because I don't get flirted with. So I didn't know that I was supposed to be flirting. Or he could have just complimented on your shirt because he wore a pink shirt that said, I make this shirt look good. And he commented and said, yeah, you really do make that shirt look good. Okay, but the fact that he continued on and the way he was eyeballing me, like thinking about it, yeah, I was- I was kind of mad because I'm like, do I need to like expose myself that much? What am I, chopped liver? (laughs) And it kind of frustrated me because I like interacting with people. I hate the fact that when you meet somebody online, for me, I get extremely scared. That's that's where I can't do it. Because when I meet people online, I cannot, like, have... I need to have them out in public and, like, go on a date. And sometimes even then, people will flake and not text me back. I mean, not that it's ever happened to me, but I know that it's happened to a lot of people that when you meet on a dating app and you say that you're going to go to a specific place, specific time to go on a date, 
you know, just to meet and hang out, whatever, and they flake. And they just don't show, and they don't text you back, and you just... Oh, girl, it's That's true. just as traumatizing as getting rejected out in public. Oh, not me. See, if I meet someone in public, I'm the type that has issues with attaching. If I like someone, I attach immediately. <laughs> it is the most obnoxious freaking thing ever. But when I'm online, I don't develop any kind of attachment. So I'm able to talk to the, okay, yes, I'll get a little attached, okay, but that's because I enjoy the interaction and the attention. Who doesn't? I'm a vain ass bitch sometimes. Well, like, that's, why you I'll admit say, it. that's where you also need to catch yourself because when you're out in public and you, when you're talking to someone that you like, if they can keep a conversation, keep the conversation going. Okay, but like, I've done that before and they was just being friendly. Like... They weren't flirting with me. They was just being friendly. So I've well, been that's... burned in a lot of different situations as far as trying to put myself out there. And, you know, dating apps, a lot of the stereotypical ones allow you to pick and choose who you want to be able to talk to you and say things to you. Like Tinder, for example, you have to match with someone, meaning there oh, has to be a mutual attraction in order for them to be able to message you. Whereas apps like Grinder or Meet Me, <laughs> anyone can message you unless you set your preferences to different. Like Meet Me, you can filter like they have to be a friend with you in order to message. Grinder, not so much. But I don't know. I just think that for me, online is better, especially because I'm not 21 yet. Not for another like just over a month. Well, yeah, and you can't just go to the bar <laughs> and then wait. Like, yeah. just wait patiently until someone comes up to you. Like, I honestly believe high, like school is one of the first places you're able to meet a partner. Like, it's weird to say because then well, it's yeah, like, that's where oh, high you support school... kids being in relationships. Like, No, I'm because sorry, that's where high but... school sweethearts come from. Yeah. I believe that high school is the first place, and then you don't really have anywhere between the ages of 18 and 20. Like... Through there is a super awkward phase as far as being able to meet people because at that point you have to go to events like Pride and stuff like that, especially in our area, those don't happen. Well, there yeah, aren't events that is guaranteed to have others like you that you are going to be able to flirt with and are into the same things as you are. Like, that's where the whole heteronormative uh, society comes from. Okay, we're not going to, that's a we're whole not going different, that far. We'll have to talk off mic, but it's actually pretty interesting when it's pointed out. But eight, I believe eight, that putting yourself out online is a really good resource for people. It's just not for everyone. Plus, there's a lot of creeps online. Like, that's where all oh the God, freaks yeah. are. And especially so, with Grindr and Fox. Oh, God, yeah. Grindr's horrible about it. Like, Yahama's a bunch of freaky I just asses. don't understand <laughs> how Grindr doesn't pay attention to the box. They don't care. They're just making their coin, like, no. And who the fuck would pay so much money just to be... Right? 50 fucking dollars a month? A month? Like, I am sorry. That app better find me my damn husband in two days flat if I'm paying 60 fucking dollars No, I think month. it's like, like 14 something. No, it's like fifty nine ninety nine for the Ultra. Ew. The basic one is still like 34 Ew. Yeah, it is disgustingly expensive. Like, like nine ninety nine. Why would you I could do? Okay, but okay, if we're gonna, this is gonna be like a short term, like a couple minutes. But when on Grinder and you get the extra plan, why the hell would you buy a subscription for Grinder for people who are just more farther away? 
from you. Girl, don't even Nobody wants me. to drive 25 miles just to get dick well, down. From what I've heard, because <laughs> I've never had Grinder Ultra or whatever. I've never had that, so I don't know. But apparently you can put your profile on so only other Ultra members can see it. Like, apparently that's a thing. I don't know because, like I said, I mean, it's I'm not smart. paying for it. I'm not gonna chance paying for it with the free trials and whatnot. I'm not. No, fuck that noise. So apparently, you can do that. So it may unlock a few extra people, but ultimately, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, I'm too ugly for that. Like, I'll either well, get some somebody who I'm. What really was that one video saying that you saw? A butterfly can't see the color of its own. Oh, don't you dare humans, go there. As don't humans you can dare. see how pretty it actually is. Just because you think you ugly doesn't mean everyone else thinks you are. Like, I think you look like That's, the wrong end of a donkey. You are I'm not everyone. <laughs> the wrong end of a donkey. This bitch got me fucked up. I'm sorry. We're going to have to cut this short. Because I'm about to be rich. <laughs> Sorry, but you left yourself open for that one. I had to. I was saving that for another episode. Oh, the roasting? No, but I was what? go okay, so now that you brought it up, yes, I did find a post on Facebook that was talking about Oh um, <laughs> Shush. That was talking about um like he said, butterflies cannot oh, wow. like look at the covers. Shut the fuck up. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> but basically, when when a butterfly looks at their wings, they can't see the color of their own wings. But us humans can look at how beautiful they are. And so when you put that into a relationship with another human, you're thinking, okay, they cannot see their true colors for themselves, but you can see for them and you can show them which like colors that you are most attracted to and that also like I said as soon as I saw that post I immediately thought okay well how like if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody else girl amen amen okay but the thing is is that like I was saying before that is to a point you cannot just think okay well if you don't love Are yourself... Are we really going to get into this? Yes. Because we did it in the pre-recording, too. Yes. Girl, okay, let me get comfy. We've only did it on this. We're going to do this because you know what? It Y'all is better not, go get some popcorn is, for this one. Girl, <laughs> just make sure not to spill the tea. But you need to think of it as, yes, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? But you need to think of it as a certain point in your, in your body, in your mind, the way that you are. I mean, yeah, because sometimes uh, you'll think, okay, well, I just completely hate myself and you won't get anybody to love you. But eventually someone will come around and then they will show you your true colors, which I'm definitely not referencing trolls here. That was just, your please do not get me, do not get me started on it. But it comes to a certain point and the famous RuPaul Drag race. Hello. Amen, Mamoru. Amen. But with RuPaul, um, she loves to say, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And most people don't really think of that as like, okay, well, is that really true? Nobody oh, can ever, tr- like, nobody actually thinks of that and says, okay, well, is that statement really true? Because I love myself and I can't get a man. I can't get a woman. I can't get a partner. 
Okay, but you don't have to be with someone for them to love you. That's another thing that this generation don't get. But if we're going to go with the whole, if you can't love yourself, then how the hell are you going to love somebody else? You teach yourself what you want. Mama don't know how to love you the way that you want exactly. Daddy don't know how to love you the way that uh, you want to be loved exactly. Nobody else knows how to love you exactly the way that you want to be loved. And you have to figure that out yourself. You have to teach yourself what you want. You have to learn, you know, what fits for you, what doesn't, because not everyone's able to just know. So you have to go through these trial and errors to eventually reach like your, your end goal, where you're able to love yourself. And at that point, I believe that is when your soulmate for, you know, your intimate soulmate will present themselves in your life. Sometimes you meet them right before you're at that point. Sometimes you meet them after. Well, yeah, but like, what is... It all just depends. But you have to reach a certain point of loving yourself before someone else can love you. Before you can love them. Okay. Otherwise... Well, yeah, but the thing is that with the other they, person, you might not even realize that there could be so much more about you that you just completely brushed off. And that's what the other person brings because you get to love yourself more as a person because someone else showed you different things that you oh, yeah. think that you would never. Yeah, you're think. not going to know everything about yourself. But you just. Uh, you have to. God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, we were talking about true love, girl. True love. Yeah, girl, the. My train of thought done left the station without me. Like, straight up in the middle of that. Um, oh, and it was going to be a real good point, too. God damn it. This whole short-term memory loss issue thing is so obnoxious. Um, excuse me. <laughs> that, Dory is my character. Thank you. Um, what did you say right before? I was talking about the fact that we were talking when about... you see yourself, That's right. you can love so yourself. So you are going to know everything about yourself. Like, yes, other people are going to have to point it out to you, but you have to reach a point where you love yourself generally. You don't have to know everything about yourself to love yourself. Like, I like Jeffree Star. Me personally, I don't have to know everything about Jeffree Star to love him. Like, I think he's bad as fuck. I don't really like Jeffree Same thing with, like, other celebrities. Like, a lot of people idolize A-list celebrities like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Lana Del Rey... Ashton Kutcher, things like that, and they don't know a goddamn thing about them I in their personal believe life. You did not mention Selena Gomez. It's example. I'm kind of mad. People idolize these people without knowing everything about them. Like they just love them. So why are we incapable of doing it to ourselves? Like you can love yourself without knowing everything. Well, I think if um, we're getting to the true statement about if you can't love yourself, how the how the hell you're gonna love somebody else? I think that's mainly referencing to your body. And especially with people more on the uh, side where they weigh heavier than other people. Thick and juicy. Yeah. And like <laughs> maybe even beyond that. Like fluffy, for example. The fat. Or no, there's six stages now of fat. There's healthy, husky, fluffy, damn, and oh, hell no. So, no, five. I might have missed one. I don't know. You did miss one. I think you did. But it's just like, 
with Fluffy, since I brought him up, he loves himself truly and he loves yeah. his body. You don't care that he a little fatty. Like he's like, he's so short. look at me. I'm fat. I'm funny though. And he's a perfect example of being able to love yourself, whether you're what you want to be or not. Well, yeah, but I think that's the whole, like, that's where it gets to the main point because of the fact that if you do not like the way that you look, if somebody else tries to come to you and say, oh, you look beautiful, you'll just immediately reject them. Girl, yeah, I'd be like, is you lost? Yeah, like, now thinking about it, I, it makes more sense as to the fact that when people say that, they're referencing body type. And especially with body types today, I'm not even going to get into that. But with body types today, there is a lot more of a stereotypical Okay, are we going to move on of... to the whole loving your body? Like, I got a lot to say on that, boo. <laughs> Unfortunately, this has been long enough. Um, but I do want to get Next to the last time. point where um, you mentioned in the pre-recording that hookup culture is somehow... The hook, I'm sorry, the hookup culture <coughs> is where <coughs> certain people express themselves through love. That's how they express themselves. Yeah. Some people are incapable of committed relationships, and that's perfectly okay. Everyone loves differently. Everyone displays their love differently. Sometimes, yes, it is unhealthy, but that's their form of love. And if they're happy with it, and they see no problem with it, and, you know, it's not gonna it's not life or death then let them do them just like if a crackhead wants to be a crackhead fine i'll like if you want help then i'll help you but if you want to be a little crackhead you be a little crackhead like that's your choice okay but crackheads aren't specifically referencing to the hookup culture because it's like yeah certain people may be in, in, incapable of being in an actual committed relationship but there are different types of relationships that you can be in with another person that it would be, I don't know, like many of the specific words for it, but like in an open relationship would be the easiest thing that Polly. I can remember. Yeah. So Not when everyone. you're in an open relationship, you can still be committed to another partner because you found, you got to the point in your hookup culture life that you met somebody that you want to be with, but you're not ready to let the hookup culture side of you go. So that's where being in an open relationship well, comes in. that doesn't really tie into polyamory. Polyamory is the idea of loving multiple people at once. Like a lot of people are into monogamy, which is two people together. That's it. But some people are capable of loving more than just one person. It's not just the sex. That's it's more like a swingers type thing. But polyamory is the relationship side of it. Dating other people while married or with someone. And, you know, that's another example. Like, some people love that way. Me, personally, I fully support and I am more than willing to participate in polyamory. I absolutely support the uh, ideal. I completely and totally understand why it's a thing. And I think it's completely justified. But some people just aren't about that. It comes back to some people like Coke, some people like Pepsi. And if people can't find that or they don't want that, they're going to stick with what they do. So if they do participate in the hookup culture and that's all that they do, that's fine. That's their life, their situation to make what they want. And granted, we can disagree, 
with other people, but ultimately that's their life. Why hate on them? Just, okay, boo, you do you. Yes, bitch. You go get all the dick. You go get all the bitches. Like, go you. But if they see an issue with it, they'd be like, yeah, like, I'll support you in whatever choice you make. Of course, that's like assuming that they mean something to you and that they're a friend or whatever. You can even do it to strangers. Like, hype other people up. Support them. Like, some people need that. Well, personally for me, I can, I'm not, I'm definitely not a very judgy person, but because I know what I want in a relationship and I know for a fact that with other people, they know what they want too. So I won't judge on them for it. I won't hate on them. Like with situations like those, if I truly do not support their lifestyle, then I won't even say anything. I'll like I won't support it. I won't hate on it. I'll just be like, oh, so you're in that kind of life? Okay, well I'm not, and then just end it. Yeah. Me personally, <clears throat> I do not believe that as humans we are programmed to be monogamous. But that's the way we need to say that for a whole nother. We have so many things that we can do more podcasts on, dude. Oh my god. Like, we've already given the children's 45 minutes <laughs> worth of our bullshit. <laughs> I mean, we have honestly, so much if more. you are still listening to this, I really do appreciate it because, honestly, Adam will come back in a future episode. Girl, you um, know a whole got opinions. <laughs> especially you. I could go on for hours, dude. Hours. I don't know if I can. Like, my mental... My mental state right now is a little blocketh, but I got that, that creative block. Yeah, but other block than that, hoe. like I really do appreciate you guys listening in, um, especially this long in the podcast, and especially in this episode. I really do support uh, all my listeners, and I really do appreciate you all for listening. And if you are still listening to this, and you are a true believer of this podcast, so. I thank you all, and that is all the time that we have.